Hello and welcome back to another Musicpreneur Movement episode. This is your host, as always, Eddie V. First of all, I wanted to say Merry Christmas. Hopefully you had a great Christmas. I know it's a little different this year, but it's still great to celebrate what God did for us and sending His Son. So hopefully you enjoy that and got to remember that. A few little announcements. So we'll be taking a break since this is the last week of the year of 2020. We'll be taking a break until next year. We'll take January off and then we'll come back in February with more great guests. So with that, I want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening. It's been really great four months, season one. We have lots of great interaction that we've had with not only guests but also listeners and people sending messages and writing reviews and it's just been really great to see favor and the support from everyone so I want to say thank you for that and next year will be even better of course all right let's talk about today's episode which is just gonna rock your socks off today on the show we have Stacy and we get down to really personal things She's not only a singer, songwriter, dancer, and musician, but she's also a single mom. So she'll be sharing what that is. And she's actually not shared this in other interviews before. So I'm really thankful that she opened up. And so hopefully that's encouraging to some of you. Or if you know someone that would be encouraged, if you would share this episode with them, make sure they feel loved. So not only do we get into that personal topic, but also we talk about songwriting, about what it looks like to co-write with other people, about how to be your own marketing team, how to master your craft, being prepared, and then being proud of your work. And we also dig into what she would have done if she were to start from scratch. So that's also something that might help a few of you. All right, so here we go. Great episode with my friend Stacy. Hit that intro. Have you ever looked in the mirror and wondered, yikes, I thought I'd be way farther ahead of my music career by now? If so, you're not alone. I spent the last few years learning from the most ingenious musicians and managers around, looking for the answers. The problem is that music is a very personal thing and the fear of rejection was holding me back, and you can probably relate to that. I realized that no one was talking about their failures and rejections in the music business, just the glory and fame. So I decided to press the reset button and start this whole music thing over, to go all out build a music career completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey as we get to the deep questions with our guests that no one cares to ask to reveal the secret strategies and techniques to skyrocket your music career and begin to shake up the music industry as we know it. My name is Eddie Villaseca, and this is Musicpreneur Movement Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Today on the show, we have the Indian pop princess. She was born in India and bred in the U.S. She's one of the first and upcoming female acts to represent Southeast Asian audiences, both here and overseas in the mainstream. She's a triple threat. She's a singer, musician, and dancer. And she matches pop senses with her warrior spirit in her songwriting. She grew up classically and performed often in the children's choir here in Dallas, where she sang for President George Bush and was able to grace venues like 
Carnegie Hall, becoming her own artist by 2008, she started to curate and headline her own tours within India, playing in major cities and holding single crowds of over 4,000 people. She quickly built a buzz in her home state of Nagaland and performed for chief ministers. She also opened up for native legendary acts like Fanny and held a stage during the renowned Hornbill Festival. Now armed with her own ammo of original singles, she has been piquing the attention of audiences from all over with her self-directed music videos, which has collected over 450,000 streams in a couple weeks. So everybody, welcome Stacey. How are you doing, Stacey? Hi, I'm good. For the listeners who might be new, the world of Stacey, how would you describe your music? Ooh, so my music is always evolving, so it's really hard to compartmentalize it. For a while, I was doing just like very good feeling female empowered pop. And I just released my last single, which is probably one of the last of that series of my music um, phase in that genre. I am sort of playing around now with new sounds and really. I'm excited to say I'm digging more into my roots and my heritage and ethnic sounds and fusing it with things as far as trap and K-pop and uh, beyond your imagination. So um, Mm -hmm. it varies, but it's all just feel good music, definitely more centered around empowering females. So yeah, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Nice. So digging into your roots with K-pop. Um, I'm digging into my roots. They definitely have more um, leniency to Asian sounds and um, Eastern sounds. What's crazy is where I'm from originally, my home state of Nagaland is, you know, just under China. And over there, K-pop is huge. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so um, naturally, me and my sister got into it like when we were (laughs) younger. Um, But uh, yeah, so it's always kind of been an influence in my life. (laughs) Nice. So how did you get interested in music? Are your parents musical or? Um, that also is pretty much in our blood as far as like being Naga. You'll like see a lot of people from that state are just musical all the way around. It has, you know, a lot to do with ancestry and how life was back then. Mm-hmm. Just music was always at the center. Um, but my dad, he has been a singer. Um I mean, he can sing well. He has never been a singer. <laughs> but um, yeah, they put me in choir when I was young, um, the Dallas mm-hmm. Children's Choir, like you mentioned earlier. And that's kind of where I grew my affinity for music from. And then piano lessons and then dance. and then. Mm-hmm. So dance, how did that come about? That actually came about because of Bollywood movies. <laughs> I was obsessed with these girls dancing in saris, swinging around trees. And I was like, I gotta be <laughs> like her. <laughs> and so actually I standed a little dance. I started a dance duo with me and my little sister and we would choreograph our own Bollywood dances and we would actually go and perform places. And um, some churches even had us performing during their wow. cultural um, events and whatnot. So it was really fun. And then, you know, when you can Bollywood dance, if you can Bollywood dance, you can do a lot of different things. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a name for your duo? Oh my goodness, no. <gasps> sisters? Bollywood? <laughs> What's this? Yeah. Okay. So then that's been evolving over the years, obviously. Yep. Then the songwriting started. 
was that like a natural progression with the singing or how did that start? Um, definitely when I started choir, um, I realized that I could sing and that I liked to sing. And so when my parents put me in that plus piano, I was able to start fiddling around on my own using the piano and adding my vocals on top and creating my own melodies. And then all of a sudden, I'm making my own phrases with, um, you know, and it's complementing the piano uh, melody. And that's how I started splurring out all my ideas and thoughts, mostly on the piano. And um, that's how I got into songwriting. I think I was like, maybe eight, when I first started like, making little doodahs. <laughs> You're eight? Yeah, you know, you make songs when yeah. you're, you have no idea that you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> so with the songwriting process, you know, we've had a, a few other people on the show who also write their own lyrics and things like that. What is your process for writing a song? It varies. Um, it really depends on my mood that day. So I don't have like a go-to. A lot of my ballads will have had started on piano, naturally. And it's hard for me to just write pop songs on piano. It's like mm -hmm. difficult. I always mm -hmm. want to just start crying on piano for <laughs> some reason. But uh, I've been collaborating a lot as of recent, and that has helped tremendously with my songwriting. Mm -hmm. With my close friends, um, Ave Noir, Aubrey, um, Slaver. Um, so having a team around you that helps like push you and sharpen your sword, I think, really mm -hmm. helps. Mm -hmm. every now and then we will just like either start on a guitar or start on a simple beat and then we'll um take one concept and start blibber blabbering like as many words and phrases associated with that concept and it just comes and we sing melodies and whatever feel good and sticks we'll go that route and we'll really like challenge each other like um we can dig deeper with that phrase or that thought and so mm -hmm. the collaborative effort is really fun too Oh, that's cool. So there's no, I've heard certain artists have a certain template that they follow. Yours is more, you bring out the instrument and then you have words around it. It just depends on the mood yeah. and the time of the day. Sometimes I'll be in the car and I'll just start humming song in my head and then I'll voice memo it down. With no instruments. Mm -hmm. But the orchestra is playing in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I am too with melodies I'll just be driving and I'll just during a stoplight well I'll keep singing it so I don't forget it and then I'll, stop yeah. it and I'll just record it no that's cool don't you hate when it's like 2am and you're so sleepy but the most amazing like song or melody pops in your head and your phone is like all the way over there <laughs> and you're like I'll remember it yeah <laughs> see I've never had that but I've had certain songs that play during my dream so I'm able to wake up later and I still have it. So that's been good. I can still sleep, yeah. So so with music, has it been something, you know, we've had other people mention how being a musician, being an artist, is tough because most people, you know, have this mentality of, hey, you're supposed to go to school, college, get a career <laughs> in a normal job, nine to five. Mm-hmm. And being an artist, you know, whether you're a painter or a singer or anything in between, it's a little different because we don't see 
the success, I guess, that everyone else defines as money right away. It can come later. And it's, you know, it's really interesting because most people appreciate the art. You know, they will pop songs in their head on Spotify or whatever it is, the whistle and it's a museum. So they appreciate the art, but they don't really respect it. Um, so have you had struggles with family and friends over the years when you told them, hey, I'm pursuing music? My family in particular has been very supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, our extended family, I can see that um, naturally it's a little bit out of the box for them to like understand why I'm doing this. And mm-hmm. like, and there are just so many other career paths that are more guaranteed mm-hmm. or uh, have a certain outcome. Um, so I would say overall, like in my culture, it is definitely out of the norm. And I think even here in the States to a degree, we look down on creative, mm-hmm. um, careers as, as far as like, are they really going to be, you know, stable, have success. But for me, I almost have this like naive optimism where it doesn't really get to me. And I don't feel like the struggle, like I really need to consider changing Mm -hmm. (laughs) this uh, decision because um, I love it so much. And also I feel like there is a space for me in this industry. There is a space for what I have to offer and no one can occupy that. And it doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter mm. like if it's on my timeline or not, but I have to like have faith in something bigger than me and work hard for it and it'll happen. Mm. And so I think just like always having that mindset and having, you know, a supportive family. If you have too many people talking negative around you, it'll get to you, I'm sure. Yeah. But that has been pretty constant in my life. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Well, what you said about believing that there's a spot out there for you that no one else can fill. Mm -hmm. It's a, that's really cool because most people don't have that. And they think, you know, who am I to take this spot? Because someone else that's working, that's been working at it longer, things like that, they have mentality like hey they should fill this spot but you're saying there's a spot specifically designed for me yeah no one else can fill it so that's like a totally different mindset of hey no one else can fill this i've been gifted i have what it takes to fill this spot yeah i will say i that doesn't mean i'm not impatient i am so impatient (laughs) like like okay i know that i can do this an influence in this very like epic way if I just had that channel or I had that platform like I I feel like I'm working hard but maybe it's never enough or I'm not where I want to be so mm-hmm. I do I do get frustrated with that aspect of it but not frustrated with that aspect of like am I meant to do this mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah no that's I mean that's really cool so what have been certain struggles that you've had over the years, like since you've gotten started in music? Oh, man. Should I talk about the elephant in my room? (laughs) 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 I'm like, it's up to you, Um, whatever. You know what? I am. I'm like going to start talking about this more freely um, just because I am at that phase in my life where I want to open up about this. And I think there are people out there that can really relate. But probably the biggest struggle in my career um, has been 
learning how to juggle so many priorities and one of those priorities being having had a child at a young age. Um, and that's something that I haven't talked about openly or publicly for years because I obviously struggled with it, mm. <laughs> um, even what it meant to me. I think that in itself is just so much to talk about. But being a young mom and doing this and like feeling like people would judge me, mm. it took a long time to like grow out of that, mm-hmm. uh, especially like feeling like my family, my extended family and like people from my side of the world would judge me and feel like who does she think she is? And she's being this like vain pop act and she has a child. She should be more responsible. Like there's so many stigmas and boxes you can put like the word mom in. And I am totally (laughs) not in that box. And so Mm -hmm. I always feared judgment from that. So yeah, the, the fear of, of, of what that meant and um, struggling within my identity as a mom and as a, an artist who is pursuing mainstream um, music industry stuff like was difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the whole time management of everything. Cause yeah. you know, like how demanding this line is, especially when you're independent, you have to do everything on your own. And then also, raise a child which now you know of too so (laughs) it's a lot yeah I mean it's yeah that I mean that's gonna open up a whole new world for people just to hear you say that um I I know there are a lot of people out there who have you know held themselves back from pursuing something that they know kind of like you're saying like that specific spot is filled or is open just for them and they've been held back from doing that because, you know, all of the thing, different things that people think a mom should be. But what I think is cool about this is that you are showing your kid, follow your dreams, follow your passion, all these things. <laughs> They're going to grow up and see, you know, mom did this. She was able to do this. I can do whatever I'm capable of doing. Because a lot of parents, I feel like, say to their kids, hey, you can be whatever you want to be. But then... Uh-huh. They didn't really show it by example. They're like, but be a doctor. Or yeah, but be, yeah, just make some money. Yeah, and, um, yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting because if you ask them what they really want to do, like it's most of the time it's not related to what they are doing. You know, they only did it because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's understandable. They want to provide for their families. Um, and certain things take longer, especially if you want to do music. Yeah, I mean, your, your story is going to open up. Uh-huh. A whole new set yeah. of people that are going to come Very out. Very encouraging to hear. Yeah. Um, and so what have been some of your big goals that you've accomplished up to this point? There's a lot that I don't give my credit, myself credit for until you actually ask me this question, um, which mm-hmm. is nice to hear sometimes. I think when I was younger and I like really made that self-discovery that I can do big things, I think um, that was um, when I was... 19, 18, 19. And I like curated my own tours in around India. And um, yeah, I went to different cities and I put my little troupe together and we went mm-hmm. and danced and I sang and um, we, I did like my own advertising. This was like back in the day when like the social media wasn't like popping. So I was like uh-huh. flyers and like shipping them out overseas and like uh-huh. post these everywhere. 
And so like, I was like my own A&R team, you know, like uh-huh. not really knowing what I'm doing, but was like, this is going to be big. So everyone better show up. And like, sure enough, like just me putting my mind to it. And like, I think that was the first time I like, was like, you have to rehearse and practice and master your craft like crazy. So I like was doing multiple, like several hours a day, like being so on point with the transitions and everything. Cause I was like, that to be like what, what they're going to like, uh, what's going to blow their mind. So, um, it, it, the turnout was great. And then I realized that this is something that I can, I can do if I just put my mind to it. Um, it's yeah. crazy what happens with some hard work and effort and resourcefulness. Um, so yeah, that, and then these past couple of singles that I've done, you know, with like no label support or anything like that, just like mm-hmm. good friends and a, some connections here and there. And like really being innovative, you know, I think for us, mm-hmm. like, I feel like we have so much more to be proud of, <laughs> like when we don't have all this money in the world or like labels mm-hmm. backing us and we're still like able to pull strings and like make things that are really cool. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that has been really uh, made me proud of myself. Yeah, especially seeing the results on YouTube. Um, what was it, 450,000? Yeah, like, yeah, I think. I hit pretty quickly. Yeah, it was reassuring because I knew that there was a market for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, you start seeing which where your people are and, like, what's clicking. And then you're like, oh, people actually do like what I'm offering. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was very reassuring. So That's cool. So what big goals do you have for the next 12 to 24 months? Uh, <laughs> this is where I like really kick myself in the butt. Cause I'm like, you better do it uh-huh. or, or else like you're going to pay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am working on a new project and that was the one that I was mentioning as far as my new phase of music experimentation mm-hmm. is going. And um, mm-hmm. it's going to be like just a fusion of, Bollywood and trap and some K-pop. So I'm calling it Bolly Pop or I'm calling Bolly it iPop maybe. I don't know yet. Oh, yeah. So okay. it's really cool. And I still have to like, you know, figure out exactly what the vision is and what the branding looks like and all that. But I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I would like to put that project out and I'm starting to work more on sync stuff in the meantime so that you can provide some funding possibly for the artist mm-hmm. projects. Um, and just been working collaboratively, um, always networking, um, mostly hoping to start seeking out investors shortly. And, you know, cause as artists, we need that funding and we need people to believe mm-hmm. in us. Um, cause we are, we're mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and we're selling a product and it's, it doesn't look like a tomato slicer, but it's just as important. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody out there needs our tomato slicer. Yeah. And that, you yeah, I mean, that's what you're selling. Yeah. Yeah. The, the product, I was talking about this the other day, how most people don't see, you know, music as a business, mm-hmm. as, you know, people are going to ask you, hey, you can't just say, I'm a songwriter. I'm in singer they're going to want to see a product yeah and you know like you're saying that that's going to be something that people the investors are going to ask for eventually so that's great so what are some fun things about your new song that you really enjoy like what process um well 
And I'm saying that because uh-huh. when I first heard that song, you know, it was just a guitar. And then months later, you, I guess, oh, put it all together. Yeah. You mean Infinity? Uh, yeah, Infinity. Mm-hmm. Oh! Wait, okay, say the question again. What are the fun parts? Yeah, I mean, what was the process from going from an acoustic version of that song to what it ended up becoming? Ah, uh, I see, I see. Um, this was a while back, actually, but I've always just loved dance music. I mean, dance is in my blood and my veins, so I just, I love doing anything dance. But yeah, I did that at a time where I was rekindling my love with the idea of love. <laughs> this was after my divorce. I believe I got divorced in 2012, 2011. Ah, I don't remember. That's how far I put it out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I uh, wrote this song and then it started on guitar and then I was like, you know, I, I want this to be like, like feel good, like pop in song. I want to dance. I want to feel good about love. Like I don't want to like think mm-hmm. I feel good about love, but I want to feel it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how this song came about. We added all the the UK house elements, drums, and um, I did that with Left Right. Um, uh, he's the producer one of the producers Ave Noir is the other co-producer and yeah we just brought it to life from there and then we put like you know the dance vision with it with the dance performance video and that's how it came to be and it's all like space aesthetic and like infinity and mm-hmm. I super like have been getting into anime lately and like, <laughs> I just decided to go the animation route with it so that's what the lyrics uh-huh. video is about nice so by getting into anime, do you mean like the cartoons or like actually making the anime costumes or drawing it? Or? Yeah, um, I'm just on the like watching anime <laughs> like category right now. I haven't really been Got getting it. into like the conventions and stuff yet. That's not my Got it. That's yes. the next step for you. <laughs> next step, yeah. maybe. <laughs> so if you, I guess with all the fun things you've had and success you've had over the years if you were to start over right now like let's say for someone who's listening to this and is just starting out what do you wish you would have done in the beginning or some things some advice i guess if you were to start over right now that is always the hardest question because it like has a hint of regret in it and i hate that (laughs) but i will say it just so that anyone who else is listening to this anybody else could possibly find it helpful. <laughs> if I was to say something uh, to to someone who's doing this, um, I would say, don't be afraid. Start releasing music now. Um, make sure that you have like a group of people around you to like vet it and say, this is good enough to push out. Um, but I think I was like, I don't know. I had so much music like back in the day. And like, I could have been releasing this whole time. And I've, I've noticed that artists who have like made it big, their discography like goes back all the way like to 10 years. And like my discography now is like only a few years ago. So like that, the more you get used to pushing out your music, whether it's messy or not, or whether you feel like it's going to ever be good enough, like get it out. And um, that way you get the feedback, you learn, you learn really fast. Once you start pushing out music, you learn about all the aspects of what is involved. And I wish I had learned that like so much longer ago. 
but that's probably mm-hmm. the one helpful piece of advice I could give. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, especially now with social media, you get response pretty quickly. Um, and we also had, um, if you guys mentioned how it doesn't necessarily have to be your music, like it can be cover songs, yeah. just don't get to start getting people out there and getting your voice heard. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's really good. That's really good. And if you could think of the most fun part of being an artist, being Stacey, like what would that be? Ooh, it definitely would be performing. I love performing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we perform together. <laughs> so like that energy and just like dancing around and being free. Um, Cause I'm like a very, like I feed off of energy and so when the music is loud and you look super cute and you have your friends on stage with you, like, it's just a party. And then, yeah. um, you know, you feel like you it's your time to share who you are and your story with an audience that is there to see you and what you have to mm-hmm. offer. And so I just feel like that's such a special, rare moment in somebody's life. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, love um, living in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, I like performing too. You just get, it's like, right before COVID. you get a little nervous. <laughs> Super COVID. Yeah. Well, those are really great things. Yeah. And so where can people listen to your new song or all of your songs? On Spotify, Amazon, um, YouTube, um, you know, all the, the regulars. <laughs> Sweet. All right. So I'm going to do, I do this thing with all my guests. Yeah. I need to know them pretty quickly. So we call this the mixer lightning round questions. I suck at these. So it's just going to be bam, bam, bam. No. All right. <laughs> They're not, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. What was your first car? Toyota Corolla. Yes, yeah, so please. Okay. Did you have a name for it? No. No? Dang, you don't have anything. I don't get attached to like material. <laughs> <laughs> to my dancing partner's sister. Nope. I don't get attached to her. Um, mm-hmm. Instrument you wish you could play? Harp. Harp? Okay, nice. Why? I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad instrument. It's and elegant, and it reminds me of, like, heaven. Mm. Okay, all right. Um, What is the superpower you wish you had? This one's always so hard. Teleportation. I can sing that hard to you. (laughs) You could have a song play every time you enter a room. What would it be? I don't think you're ready for this jelly. (laughs) Just... You're doing really good. I've never had someone ask. That's not the like, name of the song. Yeah. I think it's um, Bootylicious. Bootylicious. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have a big... But you want just that little phrase. Yeah. Like every- <laughs> <laughs> and what is the secret talent that you have? <laughs> I'm very vocal about all my talents. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> I see. I knew I would F up something. Oh, I finally got you. Wait, oh, for real? Okay, I have to... Yeah, well, ah! we're waiting. The people are um, waiting. Yeah, the people. We must not be waiting. <laughs> um, a secret talent. I am a really... Uh, I can flip cars. Well, I can sell you a car. Nice. Like, you're that strong. Yeah. Like, you just flip them? Yeah. Oh, with my spare nice. hand. Yeah, you have special powers. Nice. What do you mean by flipping cars? Um, like selling Yeah. Them? That's the thing that I've been doing that not many people know I'm doing, but like I just like go to the auctions with these big Texas men and then I like bid on a car and then I'm like, you can't have this car. I come on, buddy. And then, yeah. and then I sell it or I flip it. Yeah. Nice. So do you dress 
like in the cowboy hat and everything, or just I have a cigar. Yeah. I have the whole nine yards. <laughs> like, well, she means business. <laughs> All right. And what is um, the best piece of advice you've ever received? Don't be afraid to be messy. What about the worst piece of advice? Um, you should make a lot of money now so that you can do what you really want to do later. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, you're gonna yeah, die. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know <laughs> when you're gonna die. When you're 90, everyone will love you. Yeah. Um, and last thing, uh, how can I be praying for you? Oh, um, yeah, I think just right now, um, Elijah. Elijah is my son's name. He's eight. Right now, he's coming to an age where he's just learning a lot more. He's so much more aware of like family um, dynamic and what I'm doing. And I just want to be the best mother and um, influence I can to him and so naturally I would make it about my son the prayer request but um yeah I think uh just balancing both things well is is always like something that I need all of God's help everything is but like especially in that area I could use him yeah okay well I'll pray for you real quick and then I'll let you go okay all right, dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to get to talk to Stacey and thank you for our friendship. I pray that you continue to do great things through her. I pray that she trusts you uh, in everything and especially with motherhood and balancing uh, between Elijah and a music career. I pray that uh, you also affect him, that you do great things through him, that he is able to um, support Stacey and walk with her and that it'll just be a big fun thing between both of them. Um, Thank you for providing for it, keeping her safe, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What a great podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. So again, if people want to reach out to you or follow you, where could they find you? What's your tag? At Stacey. Uh, for Instagram, yeah, it's at Stacey. Facebook is at Stacey Music. YouTube, Stacey. It, thankfully, I think I'm like the only Stacey that exists right now in the world. Yeah. Yes, it's my Naga name. It's actually my middle name, given by my oh. grandmother on my dad's side. Yeah. So thanks, nice. Grandma. Cool. Yeah. I appreciate the URL. <laughs> <laughs> she knew this was gonna happen. She was like, like, she's gonna need URL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd say, Sue, well, thank you so much for coming and talking with us. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll have you back yeah. to talk more about all the new things that are going on with you. So and thank you pleasure. so much. And yeah, we'll talk soon. Definitely. Thanks, Daddy. Wasn't that such a great episode? I mean, she rocked it. If you'd like to learn more about Sacy, go to her page on Instagram at Sacy, S-E-Y-S-E-I. And also, like I mentioned before, we will be taking a break for the rest of the year. The rest, <laughs> just a few more days. And then we'll be coming back in February. So be sure to watch out for that. Make sure you subscribe so you see when the latest episodes are coming out. And of course, as always, send us a message on Instagram at Movement. If you have any questions, need any help with anything, we can do that. And remember, you're only one decision away from changing your whole career. So until next year, Happy New Year, and we'll talk soon.